Hey, it's James here, welcoming you to this presentation of the Hashtag Finance Podcast. This is just a reminder that if you like video, all of our CEO and expert interviews are featured on the Hashtag Finance playlist on CSE TV, including the show that you are about to listen to. Remember that is CSE Space TV on YouTube. And finally, this is just a friendly reminder that the views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Canadian Securities Exchange and its employees. So happy listening, and now enjoy the show. This is Hashtag Finance, presented to you by the Canadian Securities Exchange, the exchange for entrepreneurs, with your host, Barrington Miller. Hi, welcome to an edition of Mining Monday. I'm your host, Barrington Miller, with the Canadian Securities Exchange, and today I'm here with Guy Goulet, from Sarah DePasco. Bonjour, Monsieur. How are you? Very good. And yourself? Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm doing well, thanks. And, uh, you know, we just want to start off and say I hope you and your family and all your colleagues and co-workers and stuff like that are are uh, are safe and sound during during COVID. Um, how, how are you doing with that? Yeah, well, thank God nobody uh, close to me were affected. Uh, I've got four children, they're all, all back to work now. So uh, here in Quebec, we've got that, uh, well, we were the province the most affected in uh, in Canada, especially Montreal. Uh, but here, we're the office, personal, Cerro de Pasco, we're north of Montreal, 75 kilometers north of Montreal, and this area was not that affected. So we, we've been back to work here for uh, the past six weeks. We're taking measures. Okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about Sarah DePasco. Uh, what exactly does your company do? So uh, what we have, we do have a, the mineral rights on uh, one of the largest stockpile in the world, and we do have the mineral rights on one of the largest tailing in the world. Okay, so the tailing is seventy-one million tons. The stockpile uh, is one hundred and four million tons. Let's recall that mine has been exploited for uh, more than 400 years. Okay, so the Spanish came up there, they move up to Cerro de Pasco at 4,400 meters, and they saw that big mass of lead, silver, zinc, copper, and gold, and they start to exploit it. They started to exploit it. And for 400 years, that mine has been running. So, wow. so what we, we do have, we happen to have that mineral rights, on that stockpile and that tailing, which was just a side of Volcan operation, which is the Cerro de Pasco mine. Okay, so a few years ago, the pit was shut down. Okay, so uh, they still have those infrastructure. So they do have, uh, well, they used to exploit uh, 20,000 tons per day, and they used to uh, process 13,000 tons per day. Okay. So today, they still have those two flotation plants, and they still have that oxide plant. So they process, uh, every day they process some 7,000 tons in the flotation uh, plants, and they process 2,500 tons in the uh, oxide plant. Okay. So uh, let's recall they have, uh, they have some life, okay, which is kind of short uh, for their sulfide resource. So ideally would be to match all those resources together. So we still have 
as I mentioned to you, 71 million tons of sulfide resources and we in, in the tailing and we do have 104 million tons of sulfide in the stockpile. So we could reprocess that over a period of uh, more than 10 years. And if we add to that uh, what's left in the pit, well, it would make a win-win-win situation here. We believe even if they extract mineral for 400 years of, of, of that mine, we still believe that there is more resource left in the mine than what was exploited over the past 400 years. Well, the mining sector has definitely uh, definitely come back or is coming back. Um, we remember the days of uh, the late uh, 2008s, 2009s, and um, where the industry was compared to where it is now. Uh, where do you see this? Where do you see the sector, the mining sector, headed? Do you think this run is going to continue? Well, well, present me the guy who can predict the price <laughs> of gold. Please introduce him to me, okay? Over over years, okay? So I I think we're in. A, I think the silver is going to do well, uh, as many expert. Nice thing about Cerro de Pasco. It's uh, the mine with the largest resource of silver in a single site in the world. Okay, so we do that. have 689 million ounces of silver resource. And we have 1.6 billion ounces of silver equivalent, which by the way, made 66% of the silver equivalent of Pan American silver. Wow. Uh, I was talking with an analyst a few weeks ago and they said, um, as far as what they would put their money in, it would be silver because they feel that it hasn't made the move quite like gold has, that it's still lagging behind. Um, and so that, that puts you in a good position according to that, to that one analyst. And again, for our listeners and our viewers, the opinions expressed uh, are, my own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Canadian Securities Exchange. Um, have you have you gone to Cerro de Pasco? When's the last time you went to the actual site? Well, well, we have, I've gone there many times. Okay, so uh, now we sign a share purchase agreement to buy uh, all assets shares of uh, Volcan in Cerro de Pasco, and uh, obviously we need a. An important financing. We will need uh, on a first phase like uh, fifty to sixty million dollar US, and uh, we add we add the interest from few institution. Uh, they did the well. They had the access to the data room. They did their own due diligence, and just after PDAC, everybody was go, go uh, was willing to go on site. Like we were planned to go eight of us uh, to do a, a site due diligence. And uh, well, obviously this was all canceled because of the COVID-19 that came. So, uh, so we had that extension. Uh, we had that extension again up to uh, June 27th, which is uh, tomorrow. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're, we're obviously there's nothing to do right now. Like you're going to buy a house, uh, you're going to see it on the paper, it's nice. You will never buy the house without seeing the house. Okay? Right. So we need to access the site and it will come in a very near future. 
Um, now you Peru, just called, you Peru just called, has oh, Chile sorry, and Brazil. Right. They're they at their peak right now. The curve's coming down, so we should add access to the site. In fact, all those mines in Peru have restarted. It's just the border are still closed. Oh. So we just cannot land in, in, in Lima. Uh, speaking of the financing, you just completed a first tranche, I think, for $1.15 million. Um, I think that was announced a couple days ago. So yeah. congratulations on that. Uh, what's it like trying to raise money during this time, no matter how good or hot the, uh, the news or the commodity is? So, so Barrington, obviously, there's two types of money. Okay, So what we need... It's $50 million to start with. That right. $50 million is almost easier to raise than the small money. Okay. So why did we have to raise that small money? Okay. So we announced a financing of $2 million. It's just because in March, we were to take over and we have to hire that AAA staff. Okay. So we engineer, metallurgists, geologists, uh, chemists, okay, uh, so we had to hire this AAA staff and they were, most of them, they were expats, okay? So they all came to, uh, to Peru and suddenly everything was shut down. But now we cannot lay off those people because at any time we're going to take over that operation. And it took us, like it took us two years to build that AAA staff there. So obviously we have reduced the consultant fees and, uh, uh, just to make sure, depending how long this pandemic is going to last. So we have decided to raise an extra uh, $2 million. We have announced uh, uh, Friday, two weeks ago, that we were going to raise that $2 million. We closed $1.15 uh, in within, uh, in within uh, three days. And uh, we're going to do uh, the second tranche on the Tuesday there. Well, that's, uh, that's good that it was able to to close that quickly. And I think that's an indicator of, uh, the belief in your, in your story, as well as in the, in the commodity. Uh, there, there, there is abundant money for good project, by the way, there's always good money for good project. And I think that's really important for the, for the investors and for the, you know, the retail traders in the audience who's listening and watching the show to know when you, when you have a good story, uh, people will follow. It's easy with Cerro de Pasco. It was the largest mine in the world. Like in right. 19, 1912, they list Cerro de Pasco Copper Corporation of the New York Stock Exchange. And it was the largest copper mine in the world. It was a copper, silver, gold mine at the time. And oh, they, extract, they extract some 20,000 tons per day for 40 years. And I, I, I love hearing the history. I love hearing the 50, history about the stuff. 50 years ago, like they were grinding, but we see in the tailings, like we've got the coarse grain, like it's 80 microns. So imagine if you grind that to 10 microns, all the gold, all the silver, and all the copper left in those tailings. Well, so can you give our audience a definition of what a tailing is? Well, we tailing some- is the material that has been processed, okay? So sometimes, depending... How, how much retention time and uh, uh, you understand how much you grind, the recovery will be so, okay? And then 
you send that into a into a, a tailing. It's a it's a pound that's is appropriate to receive that material. That's tailing. It's material that has been processed, but rarely you're going to get more than 85 or 90% of the metal that was contained in the ore. Okay, so that's that's a tailing. So at that time, we they probably have recovered 50% of the gold, 50% of the copper. Okay. Right. So a stockpile is a material that has not been processed. In our case, okay, the mine was so rich. Okay, so what they were doing, the stockpile generally it's waste. Okay, but in Cerro Pasco case, the mine was so rich. So what they were doing, they were extracting some twenty thousand ton per day, and they were processing thirteen thousand ton per day. And they were stockpiling 7,000 ton per day. So the next day, it was a lot more painful to go back in the pit than reprocess those 7,000 ton. Okay, so they have accumulate and accumulate. So that's why we end up with a 104 million ton stockpile, of which some 50 million ton are economic. The nice thing about the tailing and a stockpile. There's no mining costs. The mining costs in a mining operation are so are so important. There are no mining costs. You take that material, you regrind it, and you reprocess it. In our case, you do have those infrastructure. By the way, there's more than $700 million worth of infrastructure on site. This is what we're acquiring. Wow. Total will end up with $26 billion dollar worth of metals most of it above ground oh that's uh that is truly a truly a good story and uh something that we love to highlight on uh on you know mining monday now let's 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 back up a little bit how did you get involved not only with uh the company but also in in capital markets so, uh, well, I, I, I list, uh, I'm a geological engineer, okay? And, uh, well, back in 1996, we, we list a company. I decided to, uh, to go as a promoter. And uh, I'm telling you, at that time, I didn't know the difference between a bid and ask. I learned it rapidly, okay? So following that, I've listed uh, nine companies on the Canadian and European exchange, okay? And... Um, and uh, my last one was a uh, Maya Gold and Silver project in Morocco that turned out to be a company. We start with a two million market cap, which is today a 150 million market cap. And uh, one of my shareholders was Steven Zadka, okay, uh, investor, uh, investor banker from New York. And uh, he was the architect of that project, Settle the Pasco. And uh, he wanted me to merge Settle the Pasco private with Maya. And I just realized that mix was no good. So when I end up my job with Maya, which is uh, March 17, um, well, I thought about it and uh, I, I decided to go with Stephen and we took another company I was involved in and we merged that company with Cerro de Pasco Private. That's how I got involved. 
Okay. And what's your experience been like on and with the Canadian Securities Exchange? Can you repeat the question? What, what's oh, my experience? Okay. What's your experience? How have you found being listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange? Well, that's a, that's a good... Yeah, I'll tell you frankly, when things are going well, it's, it's the best life of them all. When the market is not there, it's tougher life. But historically, historically, running out of money in the company, I mentioned to you, I have, I have list nine of them, and we ran out of money many times. The key being listed in a Canadian exchange is running out of money, it's not a problem. Running out of ideas, there's a big problem here. I'm, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. I, I, truer words never spoken. <laughs> It's about the, it's not about the money. It's about the idea. But with regards to Sarah Pasco, what an easy one. It's a, it's a very ambitious project because there's so many parts in the puzzle. And we, we've been, we've been together like three, four years, putting all that together. And uh, even some investor found it at the beginning, uh, like you're not going to make it. There's too many parts in that puzzle. And suddenly now we're, we're getting there. We're really getting there. It's, too bad that we have to have that challenge with COVID-19 because the last portion was the money and we had we have those investors almost committed there and we just could not like we there's always an excuse but this is a real excuse it's COVID-19 there's a nothing we can do about it right no it's definitely affected well it's affected the, the entire world um and hopefully we can we can get past that yeah. uh what do what's Two questions. What is your differentiator between other projects and Cerro de Pasco? What is that, that, that highlight? That's the first question. And the second question, um, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the first question for now. What differentiates you from, from other companies? So uh, Cerro de Pasco, by the way, we're not calling it a mining project. Okay, it's a remediation project. So in Cerro de Pasco, you've got that, uh, that, there's a lot of sulfide, like those people are seated, 67,000 people are seated on a natural geological accident, which is today called a mine. I told you it's a big mass of lead, zinc, copper, gold, and silver. So they came, long time ago, 400 years ago, and as most of the mine, they, it was an underground mine to start with. So they put the, the first house right beside the shaft, and they put the kitchen there, and they put the director house there, and then the city started to expand, started to expand. And suddenly they just realized they're seated on that mine, okay? So now the mine has to be pushed and pushed and pushed. And there's all those, those like there's sulfides all over the place. It's not the, it's naturally contaminated. That's why those people are there because of the mining activity. Okay. So what's nice about that project is the city is presently in that situation, which is such a situation. So the only thing we can do here is remediate all those tailing and all those stockpile on a period of 18 years. In addition to that, 
Okay, let's recall there were 7,000 people working in that mine, I would say uh, 10 years ago, okay? Today, there's barely, the mine barely employs 700 people. There's 7,000 people living there. It's the only activity of the city, okay? So there's this problem of natural contamination, but there's also a problem of poverty. So what Cerro Pasco's coming, we're doing, we're coming there. We're going to do a number one winning situation by cleaning up this area, reprocessing all that material, okay? We're coming there, creating job, bringing back the wealth in the, in the community. And finally, we're coming back there and we're going to bring, I think, some good results for our shareholders. Wow, that's um, when you're able to when you're able to help the community that you're you're working in and that you're invested in. Um, that goes beyond the dollars. So, um, so thank you, thank you for for doing that. Thinking what what what, what the win 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 situation here? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, any last points you want to say to uh, potential investors, people looking to learn more about the Cerro de Pasco story and things that perhaps they have to look forward to in the future? Uh, well, maybe you go to our website, you check the progress we have made over the past, uh, well, since we're listed there, we were, uh, we, we were, we had a market cap of uh, $600,000 when we, uh, just before we got listed there and we'll merge with Cerro de Pasco and our market cap is right now $80 million. Okay. And uh, we are, to sign the final agreement with the uh, Volcan and uh, we're taking over. Like we, we're, we're, we're suddenly a, a big company. We're suddenly a big company. We're starting like with, with no exploration, the, the minerals is there, most of it above the ground. And what's nice about Cerro de Pasco in addition is nobody has put more Historically, nobody has put more than $1 million in exploration in the area. And we do have 11,000 hectares of ground. Could you imagine that? It's probably one of the most uh, attractive geological area in the world. You go from Cerro de Pasco to Lima, you got uh, seven world-class deposits, including uh, uh, Cerro de Pasco, which is a uh, probably still one of the top 10 world-class deposits. Wow. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Goulet, for, for taking the time not only to educate our audience, but to also share your experience and your insights. This has been your host, Barrington Miller, an edition of Mining Monday with Sarah DePasco. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Hey, it's James here, reminding you that if you just enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Finance, there's a lot more. Make sure you subscribe to this show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Shows come out at least twice a week, so please do not miss out. Also, if you're on Instagram, please don't forget to follow us at Canadian Exchange. That's all one word, Canadian Exchange. We're hosting live daily content with great guests discussing the capital markets, entrepreneurship, investing, and much more. And finally, if you like video, please subscribe to CSE Space TV. 
That's CSE space TV on YouTube. You can find more great stuff, including exclusive series content like Cannabis Month 2020 and our new series, Investing in Psychedelics. As always, thank you for listening.